Blog Talk Radio. about guys because you know I don't know what happened last Thursday I don't know why we weren't here last Thursday but we got a lot to catch up on unfortunately I I don't have all my notes to get you caught up you know what I'm saying so um I'm gonna hit the the highlights of the past week I want to talk about really quickly um Halima Aiden I don't know some of you may remember her she ran for Miss Minnesota I don't know if it was last year or this year. No, it wasn't this year. It might have been last year. Um, but she was the first uh, contestant in the Miss Minnesota pageant to compete wearing her hijab, right? Um, well, she now makes history again as the first model to wear a hijab in a Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Uh, she is a Somalian-American supermodel. And she's steadily making her way to the top of the modeling ladder. Um, and she's taking her face right along with her. You know, a lot of us get in situations and it's very easy for us to step out of our religion, right, and then step back in it. Um, but she has been consistent, you know, in everything that she she does. 
Um, she has on the hijab. She has on the burkini. Um, and she looks uh, flawless. According to CNN, she traveled back to her home country of Kenya um, to shoot the magazine. And she was, trying to remember my story, she was rescued from a refugee camp in Kenya um, and grew up in Somalia um, and moved here uh, to the United States of America, so making her a Somalian-American. Um, but congratulations to her on that huge accomplishment. Speaking of pageants, the newly crowned Miss Teen USA um, is from Connecticut, and her name is Kaylee Garris. And uh, that some of that black girl magic, she wore uh, a fuchsia evening gown. Um, but I think what most people are talking about is the fact that she wore her natural afro um, and stunned judges and the the audience and the viewers. So congratulations to this young lady. Uh, well deserved. If you haven't seen the highlights of uh, the crowning moment, just Google her name, Kaylee Garris, Miss Team USA. Also, keep the family and friends of people of Bryson in your thoughts and prayers. He was hospitalized. Um, I want to say it was yesterday after suffering a heart attack. So uh, do keep, again, his family and friends in your thoughts and prayers, as well as the family and friends of John Singleton, uh, who passed away uh, yesterday. And, you know, I, I like to fact check, right? And he, he suffered a stroke over a week ago. And a lot of people were saying that he had already passed away. And then yesterday morning, somebody sent me some information, like, really early, and said, you know, oh, it, it said that he passed away. And then, um, before I got a chance to post this, somebody else sent me some information, like, no, you know, they're going to, you know, disconnect life support today, but he hasn't passed away. And then, I just went to CNN my damn self and saw that he had passed away. So it's always important that he, or that I'm sorry, that you fact check um, before you start posting information, you know, um, because especially if you have a huge following and you don't want to give out the incorrect information, that's very important for people who repost information as well. You know, you got people grieving over people who passed away three years ago because you neglected to look and see that they passed away on, you know, February 17th of 2017. You know what I mean? So, um, bits and pieces. Don't just read the headlines. Make sure that you're reading the news. So if you're a person who's um, in that industry, that you're promoting the correct information. Um, so again, rest in peace to John Singleton, legendary director and producer. Um, and I guess those who are not within the culture don't realize that he did other things besides Boys in the Hood. Because that's all I kept seeing, you know, um, legendary producer of Boys in the Hood, and I, I'm thinking, well, I know he did more things, you know, um, but I think that was um, the groundbreaking moment for his career was Boys in the Hood, and he just went up from there. Um, again, he suffered a stroke um, earlier 
in the month, and then shortly thereafter, he it was reported that he was in a coma, and um, he was on life support and unresponsive, and they went ahead and, and disconnected him on yesterday. So again, our thoughts and prayers are with his family and friends, um, as well as to those family and friends of Peebo Bryson. Guys, I sound like a frog today. Let me tell you what happened. All right, so, um, and I know this is, you know, we eat, chop it up a little bit before we speak with our guests, but I want to touch upon something that's very, very, very dear to me. I mean, it has nothing to do with the platforms, you know, that I work with or anything. This is about family, all right? You always see the posts that say, you know, they're friends who are close to their family or, you know, you never know how grimy family can be until you actually need them. Um, I, I just want to say I, I woke up to some really crazy, a crazy message this morning, and I'm an only child, but I have a half-sister. Yeah, half-sister. Half We've always had uh, a very, very long-distance, um, climatic relationship, always, since little kids, right? And we haven't spoken in, like, two and a half years. Well, that's how we do. We we speak, like, every two years we speak, right? So my daughter graduates in 29 days. And, um, you know, I, I sent her a message letting her know that, you know, I just needed to confirm her address, you know, to send her her announcement and pictures of her niece or whatever. So this morning she hits me back, and, you know, she's like the sister that she is, you know, she goes off on me and, you know, pretty much says that I'm dead to her. Um, and that was quite the way to start my day, you know. Uh, and I just want to say that sometimes it's okay to let people go. It's okay. Um, those of us who are Christians, you always want to do right. You always want to follow what the Bible says. Um, but I just want to let you know that it's okay for your own peace of mind, for your own sanity. You know, it's okay to let people go. Um, and most of the times we, we think of doing that or going through that process when someone passes away. But so that you're not living a hell on earth um, and so that you can have the peace that you need and that you desire to be able to function throughout the day, um, it's okay. To let people go, all right. So I took some medicine, y'all. Y'all know how I am with medicine, right? I took some medicine like three hours ago, right? And out of nowhere, it hit me. If I'm doing work, and it just hit me, and I stood up and I almost passed out because I don't. I thought I. I don't know. It, it was crazy. It was really crazy. So my voice now sounds like a frog or whatever. So. Just bear with me. If my voice goes in and out tonight, now you know. I felt I needed to give you an explanation. Enough about me. I've talked enough. Um, if you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Two Lit Tuesdays on Indie Fire with your host, Nikia. Tonight, our guest uh, is a multi-genre artist. He goes by the name of Lil Cole. He's out of South Carolina, um, and he, he specializes in pop, hip-hop, and R&B. He's a visual artist again, from South Carolina, um, and he brings to his listening audience a very unique and universal sound. He has done two nationwide tours, and he has been nominated for the Queen City Awards twice. 
His latest single available now is entitled That's the Way, and it can be found on all music platforms. Indify listening audience, the fans, I present to you this evening my guest, Loco. How you doing? What's up? What's up? What's up? How's it going? <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> Damn, this chick is long winded. What is she talking about? <laughs> yeah. Pop it up before you know uh, the interview, but I'm I'm really glad to have you here. I'm not really sure how you um, came across the show. If it was by word of mouth, if you listened, if you saw something, um, but I just want to give you thank you now. Thank you. Um, in case I do not get a chance to say it at the end of the show because you could have been anywhere tonight. You chose to spend your time mm-hmm. with me. So thank you for joining me here this evening. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. You are so very, very welcome. Uh, I want to just jump right in with this interview. Um, where does your music background come from? Well, a lot of my influences come from people like Michael Jackson, Nas, Madonna, and um, surprisingly, Dick Van Dyke. Now you so know that's, are... that's very that's interesting that you started out with with that response um, because I I when I don't know a lot about people I like to stalk their social media pages and so today. Oh, yeah. Or it might have been last night, probably. I I found that exact information, and you know most people list uh, Nas. Of course, they have um, Michael Jackson, and it depends on the genre. Uh, they may list Madonna as well and Usher. Uh, but mm, when I saw Dick yeah. Van Dyke, I saw Dick Van Dyke, and I was like, "Huh? How so? <laughs> <laughs> how so?" Then well, I went and looked at how old you were, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, because." He wasn't watching the Dick Van Dyke shows that I was watching. So, yeah, tell me how, how tell me how he influenced you. Well, Dick Van Dyke is a theatrical performer, actor, and if you look at some of his like earlier work, like Mary Poppins and all of that, you see where he incorporated a lot of theatrics in his musicals or in his shows, and he was, like, multi-talented. Like, a lot of people know him as an actor, but I know him as a singer, a writer, a performer, and an actor. So he really inspired me to just think outside the box and don't limit yourself to one thing. Wow. Yeah, I, I remember him back in the 90s, um, put my age out there, um, on Diagnosis Murder. And oh, he yeah. was, um, you know, he was a uh, doctor on the show, and he always solved, mm-hmm. you know, um, whatever murder. But within the show, he always did some type of um, uh, performance. Either he was singing or he was on the piano or, you know, yeah. you, you saw him the musical side along with his acting capabilities. Um, and, yeah. yes, I do remember, you know, watching the Dick Van Dyke show, like reruns or whatever, and Mary Poppins, you know. So I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm just, you know, to see how um, he influenced you. And that's that's, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Now, do you come from a musical family? 
I do uh, all of like my grandfather, my dad, they they played like in bands and they toured the world and stuff like that. So I come from a very musical family. And on my mom's side, it was the same way. They all sung in church and everything. So everybody is pretty much musically inclined in my family. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of how my family is. And um, people ask me all the time, you know, um, my mother and her brothers, they have this um, basketball group. And so people ask me all the time, like, do you sing? And I always, I always catch laryngitis, like, really quick, like, you know, oh, my throat is gone, I can't sing. Um, yeah, me too, me too. Like, you know, I feel like there are so many facets in this industry for a person's um, personality and their capabilities to shine. And for me, it just wasn't singing, you know. It's a hobby. It's not, <laughs> not anything that I'm passionate about um, at all. Um, and I know that you you are a pop, hip-hop, or classify yourself as a pop, hip-hop, and R&B artist. But how would you describe yeah. your musical style? It is very distinct. I like having my own sound, my own lane. That way I can be different from everybody else. So I purposely get into my own little box and create my own little sound just for that reason. Um, but I usually take all of my influences and merge them together to come up with this different creative sound. Hmm. So um, what's a typical day like for you? <laughs> oh, wow. Very interesting. Uh, a lot of people don't see the hard work and dedication that a lot of these artists put in, but a typical day for me, I work a nine-to-five just like everybody else. Um, but on top of that nine-to-five that I work, I actually have two jobs, um, and I have a management company, so every day I'm always working with them coming up with different brands, logos, promotion, booking. Um, if it's a show, is constant rehearsal. I'm in the middle of recording the album, so there's that. So it's like studio time. So my days, they're usually busy, very busy. <laughs> and how do you stay focus and not distracted because uh, your day your day sounds a lot like um, my days and my nights and oh, yeah. um, I don't know about you but like I'm ready to start just slapping the shit out of people on site because my patience is I don't have any right now um, because mm-hmm. I am doing you know, everything and so uh, how do you stay focused and don't allow things to get you distracted well, you, you have to know what you want, and you have to come up with a plan. So when you come up with that plan, you have to make sure you stick with that plan. And it all starts with you have to put it on paper. You put it on paper, and you make preparations for that. 
So if I write down on my schedule that I have a show next week, okay, you do it like an outline, like when you're in school, okay, if you got a show, there's promotion you got to do, there's rehearsals you got to do, you got to get stuff together. So once you take one thing at a time, it's easy to stay focused by just taking everything piece by piece. That's interesting that you mentioned outlines because um, I have a lot of uh, poets and authors that are on the show and a few of them, you know, that's the process. That's their writing process before they can just jump right into um, a book. Then they have to, yeah. you know, have the outline to go by. Mm-hmm. Now, when you got your hands in so many things, because all of that was sounding good until I backed up to the first thing that you said, you know, when you know what you want to do, um, then you, you tend to stay more focused. But when you want to do everything, you know, or you're expected to do everything, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard um, to stay focused. Yeah. I swear, <laughs> my mind is like, I, I tell people all the time, like, I have, you know, no disrespect to anyone who has it, but I swear I think I got, you know, adult ADHD because my mind just be everywhere, <laughs> you know, because I'm trying to yeah. accomplish you know, and I run off five calendars, all right? So um, just imagine, you know, if I'm not looking at calendars or sticky notes, you know, I'd just be sitting in the corner rocking because my life would just be little <laughs> shambles, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. but I think that's, that's important, you know, in all aspects of this industry is having um, a plan, mapping that plan out or using an outline, you know, to be able to help yourself get, what you need to get accomplished so yeah and it all goes in you know to how bad do you really want it if this if this is a career choice you really want to choose you're going to make all the preparations and you're going to do you know what it takes to achieve your goal so it, it really shows how bad people want it when they stay focused they have a structure and they get everything they need done Exactly, and and that's in every aspect of uh, of people's lives and of their careers. You know, it's you can be lackadaisical and you know just do the bare minimum and be be okay being in that complacent place. But it's not until you actually are, you know, this is your passion. You know, um, like I mentioned, you know, singing is a hobby for me. So it wasn't like I could get up yeah. every day and go to the studio and do that because that's a hobby. But when it's something that you're passionate about, you will um, go the extra mile to make sure that everything you need to get done is accomplished. Um, and that's in all aspects of your life, not just, you know, here in the music industry. Um, right. Now, with having such a hectic day, um, when do you find time to write your music? What do I find comfort in? When do you find time to write your music? Oh, just usually at night. Usually at night after I've done had a hectic day, you know, I'll I'll be in my room and I just reflect on how my day went, you know, whatever went on, whether it was um, good or bad, I put that energy into writing. And I always start out with just picking a subject. And usually the subject comes from 
whatever happened that day. Like if I was thinking about, you know, a certain topic, I write about it. So usually at night, right before I go to bed, I'll like jot down some stuff or get in the mood to write something. So within your songwriting process, what comes first, your lyrics or the beat? Sometimes, sometimes either or. Uh, sometimes I might get in the mood to, like, just listen to different producers. So I go to, like, different sites like BeatStars.com or I search Instagram or YouTube, and I just listen at people's creativity and sometimes listening at beats it inspires a song like you might put a tune with it and there you go there's a little song but sometimes I do just write like I write first so it just depends on the mood that I'm in speaking of your music um as an artist, you have to be consistent with your craft. And again, that goes back right. to any, you know, any um, career. You have to be consistent with your craft. Um, and if you right. have no growth, you know, if you're not growing in that consistency, then um, what, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing this exactly. for? So in what ways has your newer music Change from when you first started? You just get better over time. And with me traveling, you know, nationwide and different cities and seeing so much talent and getting so much inspiration just from people and things around you, it makes you push your pen more. Because some people, they get comfortable. Mm-hmm. They're so used to they're so used to what's around them or in the city, but when you expand, you you see is better, bigger things out there. So it helps me stay on top of my game to experience stuff like that. So that helped me grow my music and my writing process. And um, every time I write new material I say this this got to be better than what I put out before and mm-hmm. and it's not only it, it don't only come to the the writing and everything like that it comes to who you are in a studio with who is your producer are you picking better producers or are you getting a bigger budget for your project so you can get a better sound so that's what, you know, helps you grow as an artist and go forward when you're doing music. Now, I know that I have um, your newest track, but I have an older uh-huh. track, too. So I want our listening uh-huh. audience to listen, um, because, again, you should be able to uh, tell a difference um, in yeah. older music versus newer music. You should be able to Hear the growth, you know, in an artist. Mm-hmm. So talk about your track, Good, for a little bit. Good. 
good. I yeah. I was really feeling good about that uh, track when I wrote it. I was in a like real good space. But with good, I wanted to create like a like a good summer song, like a beach tune, and that track when I put it out at the time, I still was working on this new album, so. I really was, like, on a hectic, hectic schedule when I released Good and when I put out Good. But the feedback on Good was very positive, and a lot of people liked it. So um, I was I was proud of it, and I actually chose that to be on this new upcoming project so people would get to hear it on the new album as well. But... The funny thing is about Good, the same producer that produced that track produced my new track as well. So they kind of go hand in hand. Well, before um, our listening audience gets a chance to purchase the upcoming album, we're going to go ahead and give them a little sample of Good right now. If you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Tulip Tuesdays on Indie Fire with Nakia and uh, my special guest this evening, Lil Co. And this is good. Yeah. Boys just waving, living life. 
I think family is um, what binds a lot of us together, you know, kind of like glue, um, whether it be, you know, just a friendship that has, you know, I've been with this person for, you know, 20 years and I consider them to be family or whether it's actual blood family. Um, I think that's just, that's what binds, you know, a lot of people together um, and holds them um in so many aspects of their life. I think aspect is the word for the evening. We found the word, aspect. Um, but, yeah, I think family is, you know, what, again, just, just holds a lot of people um, together. In your music career, have you faced, and I, I'm, I shouldn't say have you faced, because I did have somebody to actually say no one time. What is the biggest barrier <laughs> that you faced in this industry as an independent artist? Um, biggest barrier. It, mm, it's it's crazy because you 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 face a lot at like every day. <laughs> um, but I think the biggest one is just support in your hometown. Supporting your in your hometown, and it's it's crazy because I always say this in my interviews, but you would get way more support in another city or another uh, location versus your own town. And I feel like our cities that we're originally from need to start pushing the artists that's there with the talent represent them you know help them get on versus you know supporting somebody that's not even from the city like support your own first right and then you expand and support other people so i think that's the biggest barrier for artists and a lot of artists they give up because they feel like there's no support you know Mm -hmm. starting out starting out as an artist sometimes you don't have all the resources to go to different cities because you're just starting out and it's hard starting right. out. So a lot of people, they, they give up because of that reason right there. And that, that's a, an awesome answer. Um, and you led into um, not having the resources. I feel that if people were connected in their own community or their own city there's enough people that do photography there's enough people that do videography there's enough people that have studios if we all network um then you you wouldn't have artists that were out of pocket um so much money or you know feelings of you know neglect or i want to give up because i don't have the resources but they're out there but you just have to be in a city or community that's pulling for the independent artists, the hometown yep. independent artists, versus those that, you know, they have come through on a stop of a tour and now they're chasing that person down when you have all of this homegrown talent. Um, so I think that that right there is very important that, you know, the networking um, and people just wanting to see other people achieve. Right. Right. Trade. So. Um, and because you, you mentioned um, 
the lack of support in your your hometown or your city, have you suffered any resistance or skepticism um, while being in the industry? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Kind of, but not to the point where it's like a big deal or anything. But I think you know every every artist goes through that. I think it's something that every artist just you know encounters. And I think that's all a part of that growth part process as, as well. If everything was peaceful yes. for you, your ride, you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't know when um, a downfall hits you or an obstacle hits you. You know how strong yeah. would your comeback be if you've gone through exactly. you know, any distance? So. Um, again, yeah. not only this industry, but all aspects of your life. I swear, that's like the catchphrase for the night. We got another it caller. Is. Uh, this okay. is uh, area code 704. Okay. We're live on Easy Fire with uh, Nakia and our guest, Lil Co. Who do we have on the line? Hi, yes, this is Melissa from Charlotte. <laughs> What's up? What's up? <laughs> My question will be for you is what gave you your inspiration for music? My inspiration? You ain't even let me get to that question, Melissa. I ain't even get to that question yet. God. (laughs) (laughs) She beat you to it. (laughs) You know what's 704? We'll be dropping. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wait, baby. So I'm a two-part. I'm a two-part dash. Yeah, I'm a two-part dash. She asked, "What is your inspiration?" You part it. Uh, as, well as, as well as, where do you find your motivation to continue doing what you do on a daily basis? So, who inspires you, or what inspires you, and what keeps you motivated doing what you do? How about to, that? To have a awesome. <laughs> <laughs> to to have a voice because I want to be the voice for the people who always thought that it couldn't or that was always told no you can't be different you got to be what society wants you to be you have to act this certain way you have to dress this certain way I want to be the voice to let people know you can be yourself and you can create your own lane without trying to be something you're not so that's my inspiration that's my motivation every day because I know how hard it is to live in a society where everybody have all these opinions about you for just being different. So that's what gives me motivation every single day. All right, Melissa, there you have it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for calling. Thank you so much for calling in. Um, I want to segue right now into your your second track that we have. That's the way. Okay. Talk about that. That's the way. You, the crazy thing is, um, I just want to let people know what inspired this song. Um, one day, I was looking at a Michael Jackson video, and it it just so happened to be black or white. And if anybody remember that video, 
he danced with like so many different cultures mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know and throughout the whole video and basically the message was it don't matter where you're from it don't matter your color basically music makes you come together right. so that's what inspired Universal me language. to write this song yeah so I was like I want to do a song where it's basically saying it don't matter where you're from you still can have fun and you know, when I do the video, that's going to be the inspiration behind the video. So it's just basically saying this person can be from China and they might, you know, uh, do backflips or something like that. But that's the way they have fun or that's the way they do it in their culture. So that's pretty much the meaning of the song. And this song, will it be on the upcoming album? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to actually be the last track on the album. It's going to close out the album. All right. So before you get the opportunity to purchase this upcoming album, I'm going to give it to you right here, right now. This is That's The Way by Lil Cole. <laughs>
Negative people ain't checking who I'm, but I get a check from them, and they get checked from me. Get to the club and do steps on them, and get respect from them, cause I own a moment. Look at the realm of me, in the club I do my lean. Yeah, they talk a slick or sheen, but I'ma still turn up with my team. Yes, you're just tuning in. Uh, you just heard That's the Way by Lil Co. I'm out of breath because I was around here jumping, dancing to that right there. I really like that one. I really like that one. I went, and, and a thought came to my mind while this song was playing. We had our first um, annual uh, Indie Fire Music Awards uh, December of last year. And so people are starting to ask me, you know, like, have you set the venue? And everything was online. So it was crazy. And so this year we decided we're going to actually have a physical location deciding on a state was going to be the issue. Um, but one of the categories is um, best male hip-hop pop artist. And as I was listening to that, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, he's in the running already um, <laughs> for That's The Way, most definitely. I mean, I like good, too, but I hadn't heard That's The Way. I normally do not like to listen to the music prior to the show. I want to hear it fresh like the audience does. Um, but I didn't mm-hmm. get the opportunity to listen to just a little bit of good, you know, to be able to do promo. Um, but I really like that's the way. So I'm going to put that out there now. That is and will be in the uh, best male hip-hop, pop or hip-hop and R&B. No, it's hip-hop and pop, I think, um, category. Uh, so look out for that uh, when the nominations are released oh. in November. Yes, yes. Um, go, go. On which of your songs do you think that you have delivered your best performance um, so far, from a technical as well as an emotional point of view? Mm. See, I've done two tours, so uh, usually the tracks where I have all the choreography and, you know, my dances and stuff like that, so it's usually those type of songs where I deliver the best performances because the, the crowd loves it when I get out there and I dance because if people didn't know, I'm a dancer too. <laughs> so I really get busy when I perform. Do you prefer um, performing live or studio work more? Oh, no, live performance like when I perform yeah when I perform I feel like I'm I'm home I'm you know showing people my creativity and my talent when I'm live so definitely performing yeah I don't think I I think I have probably one artist to say studio maybe they've never performed before and that's the reason yeah, why they, they said that but studio you're laying down the groundwork for that performance so, right, right. Um, yeah, I, I would, I would definitely think that performing, you know, would be a preference for, for most artists. Um, if you could perform anywhere, 
in the world or, you know, in the city, what would your dream venue be to perform in? And who would you want to perform with? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, well, my dream stages to perform, I want to do stadiums, arenas. So mm. any, like, um, stadium or, like, if I could, you know, sell out that that's like a dream come true but i would love i would love to do a show with i would do a show with usher Usher. i would do a (laughs) yeah i would i would do a show with chris brown i would do a show with bruno mars of course i would do a show with Nas. of course i would do a show with madonna like those are the are the type of people I would love to perform with. I like I would just that'll be like a dream come true. Well I would definitely buy a ticket. Um that is for sure. And when you said that you love to dance or that you were a dancer. Oh yeah. Um, I kinda saw I kinda saw where the Usher came in, um, you know, at that point and I feel a little your, your music I get the Usher vibe a little bit, you know, with some of his pop mm-hmm. tracks. Oh, yeah. Getting that vibe um, of Usher, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. What's the best definitely. piece of advice? It would be a dope that? show. Yeah, most definitely. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm on the front. Me and my girl, we on the front row. Actually, for sure. <laughs> um, what's the best piece of advice um, that you could offer to someone who may be listening now, who may come back and listen on a playback show. Uh, you know, if they're listening live now and they think, oh, you know, I got what it takes to be in this industry. And I listen to him talk about outlining, you know, um, what it is that I really want to do on a daily basis, you know, to achieve um, and get to the next level. But I just don't know how. What piece of advice would you be able to offer an upcoming artist or even an established artist? Um, what would you say to them? Well, for a upcoming artist, my first piece of advice would be to make sure this is really what you want to do and make sure it's authentic and make sure it's from the heart before you jump into this type of career because it's a lot of things you have to be willing to face to be in this industry. So just make sure it's what you want first and make sure you stay true to yourself. Um, to a uh, established artist, again, stay true to yourself. Don't try to follow the trend. You have to set the trend. Because, you know, a lot of you know, artists, when they get established, they feel like, oh, I got to jump on the the next wave or I got to jump on the trend. But, My advice is set the trend. Set the wave. Create a sound. Because that's what artists used to do back in the day. They created. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people are lacking these days they still just use for they want to get a quick come up or they just want some quick money 
and they use mm-hmm. it for that. So create, be you and create. That's that's the advice I would I would give because it would take you far being authentic. And that's good. That's good advice right there. Yeah. We are down to the part of our show where we play a little game. It's called Either okay. Or. We spend the majority of the episodes or the interview talking about, you know, you as a an artist. We don't really know okay. you personally. Either okay. or <laughs> gives our listening audience the opportunity to learn about you on a personal level. It's nothing that you got to think right. in depth about. I'm going to give you five to six questions. Your answer is either going to be one choice or it will be the other choice. You ready? Okay. Ready, ready. You like McDonald's or Burger King? Can it be neither? <laughs> okay, I would choose Burger I would choose I would choose Burger King over McDonald's though. <laughs> All right. You like singing or songwriting? Songwriting. Are you adventurous or cautious? Adventurous. You like Kanye or Jay Z? Oh boy. <laughs> uh Yay. Washing dishes or doing laundry? Neither. No. Nah. <laughs> I'll do I'll do the laundry. <laughs> and do you think before you speak or do you speak before you think? I speak before I think. <laughs> wow, finally. Oh my gosh. Like everybody gets that one that's everybody's question across the board. And everybody always thinks before they speak. And I just said no. last Tuesday, I'ma have somebody who speaks before they think because that's me. My mother always <laughs> tell me, You need to speak before you think and no, I gotta spit it out. Like I can't hold shit and it's gotta come out. Yeah. So finally finally I got somebody who who speaks before they think. That's the end of our game. It's also the end of our episode. I want to go ahead and give you the opportunity now to get your shout outs in. Um, your if you got any upcoming shows um, for those who are listening live right now, or who may come back and listen on one of the many um, seven or eight platforms that the show is on. Floor is yours to get your contact information out now. I just want to shout out my management team, um, laundry. I want to shout out my producer, JMK. I want to shout out my engineer, D-Boy. Shout out to all the callers who called in, Drina J um, and, and Melissa from Charlotte. Thank you all for calling in. And also, I want to let you all know I'm doing a That's The Way Challenge. So if you go to my Instagram, you'll see where all these people are doing these dance challenge to the track. So just follow me at ililco on Instagram. Send me your videos, and you can enter a chance to win the beat in the video. The video is going to be epic. So make sure you follow me and send me your That's The Way Challenge. Uh, I got some upcoming stuff coming up in L.A., so I'll be out in L.A. working, and I'll be back in Miami. So you have to follow me on Instagram to know these things because I post them on my story and on my uh, timeline. So follow the IG. Follow the IG. And make sure you're tagging me and everything so that um, those who 
um, are following the show or follow me, they, they have multiple ways to get that information as well. Well, Again, well I want to do, well do. For, for being here this evening. Again, you could have been anywhere, but you chose to be right here with me. So thank you, thank you. Make sure that you're following thank you. the show on, you're welcome, on all social media. Um, that's Indifia, E-N-D-I-E-F-I-Y-A. Make sure you're following me on all social media as well. Girl in Motion, G-R-L-N-M-O-T-I-O-N. We'll be back right here, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday, the 2nd of May, with the Mistress of Soul, T-Town Records' own Jana Blackwell. And then we're taking a two-week hiatus. Yes, guys, this is my last semester, and um, I got some finals that I really got to kick ass on to maintain this 4.0 GPO, or GPA. So we'll see you back here on the 14th of May. Um, and that's the week of graduation. I'm super excited. Uh, until <laughs> Thursday at 7 p.m., I want to leave you with a quote as usual. Music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and life to everything. That's Plato. If you can't make all the episodes, don't miss them. Have a good night.